Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to the Always Online Multiplayer Gaming Podcast brought to you by MMOBomb.com, your home for all things multiplayer related. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, aka Magic Man, as always. This is episode 497. We're doing it live, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb, every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, except next Friday, no show. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you that celebrate on Thursday. We won't do a cast. We'll have a news piece or two, I'm sure, but a lot of companies will be off, so it'll be a little bit slower. No cast next Friday. We'll see you the first Friday in, is that the first Friday in December? Oh, it literally is. It is December 1st will be our next show after that. So if you're watching on YouTube, listening on Audible, iTunes, all that fun stuff, thank you so much. Give it a thumbs up, a like, a subscribe, turn on those notifications. But most importantly, on MMOBomb.com or YouTube, throw your weekly bombs and question of the week answers in the comments. You'll have two weeks to get them in there, so we should be nice and full for December 1st. Joining me to go over all kinds of fun gaming news today, it's Ms. Quinlan Bowers. What's up, Q? Are you sure this is fun news? It's there. There is some wacky news. Yeah, I mean, there's one in there that's layoffs. It's not really like one we're going to spend a lot of time on, but it's one that I've seen misreported. So I wanted to bring it uh, to the show. But the rest of it's kind of like goofy. It's like goofy. <laughs> also on the line, Mr. Troy Blackburn, the noob fridge himself. What's up, boss? Well, we'll see if the internet holds out. It was out right before the show, so uh, if I suddenly disappear. Bye. No, you're not leaving me to talk about <laughs> some of these games by myself. <laughs> yeah, at the end, we'll just go to our correspondent queue for our New World update. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure nothing could possibly go wrong there. Nothing could possibly go wrong there. Uh, let's get started, gang. It's time to cover some of the news. All right, we're going to kick it off with a couple of updates and some wacky news, just like we did last week. First off, we got to hit Pantheon, right? We have to hit Pantheon Rise of the Fallen. So, <laughs> oh, man. I actually found out about this the, the night before it was announced. Like, late at night, I get a little email, and it says, hey, Mike, check this out. You can't talk about it until tomorrow at this time, but here you go. And I read through it, and I replied, and I said, you know, hey, thanks for the heads up. I really hope this works out for the team. Professionally and personally, I feel like it's the right decision, but obviously I'm not internal to their numbers or anything, right? This is just, I feel like this is the right decision. Will it work? I don't know. But... They're dropping, the Pantheon MMO team is dropping the 247 Extraction mode. This is one week after having touted how beneficial 247 was after running for a few weeks. Well, actually for like a, a month plus, a month and a half plus. A month privately and then a week or two where the public was aware of what it was. So they uh, touted how beneficial data collection and everything was going to be, was from 247 in the initial birth of the extraction mode and then a week later are announcing nope we're done we're done we're gonna take this out we're removing the extraction mode from their official statement troy they say uh we knew there would be some uneasiness when we introduced a survival extraction testing mode but we hoped that it would be enjoyable replayable experience that would provide critical data for development 
and potentially some additional funding to accelerate delivery of the full MMO game. However, our hopes didn't line up with what you felt. The Pantheon community made it clear that the 24-7 test mode is not the reason they support us, and we need to listen to that. We need to listen to that. Uh, further in the statement, they say, we understand that for many of you, we have damaged your trust. That's on us. For those who will give us the opportunity to rebuild that trust, we thank you. For those who are not yet ready to believe in us or the project, again, we understand, and we hope we can earn back your support in the future. Now, Troy, I don't think any of us on this panel are going to think the reversal of dropping the 24-7 extraction mode and refocusing on the MMORPG is anything but a good thing overall for the MMORPG. And somebody in the comments asked to the piece that I wrote on this, you know, is Mike Byrne still concerned? I think it's fair to say yes, right? This is, again, this is to me the right move. I wish they never would have gone this route because this is another like self-inflicted wound that we see so many companies do sometimes. I wish they didn't go this route. I do think this is the right move, but I can definitely, you know, uh, see the point of view from other Pantheon followers and hopefuls like myself where you kind of go, yeah, I'm glad you went this way. But one, I saw what you wanted to do, right? That's something we always say on certain things. Mm. I saw what you wanted to do. And two, does this like amplify the idea of maybe a lack of focus for some people? Because this is a very quick flip-flop. Where, where do you come in on this? I'm afraid that even if uh, even if it was everything they said it was going to be, that other other crowdfunded MMOs have already ruined the try a different mode, you know, do a different mode, even if it is just for testing, uh, which I'm not sure that it was. I, I'm, I'm I would I would guess that they was hoping that this extraction mode would take off and it would become a Fortnite situation. And oh, we've got this suddenly very popular you know extraction mode. We can we can develop and make money off of that. But other MMOs have already tried that. Other MMOs have already ruined that. It was an immediately a bad look um, that they should have known was coming. They should have known that this wasn't going to be popular. If you've really got your, you know, your ear to the ground and, and, and understand your player base, you would have known from the beginning how this was going to be received. I don't think it was that difficult to uh, see see the storm coming, as it were. So at the end of the day, you know, good move to get rid of it. Uh, but you know, along with some of your concerns, you know, they needed that extra funding. They were looking for that extra funding. Um, are they going to get that now based on the, the flip floppiness of what they're doing, the lack of focus on, on what they're working on? You know, is somebody going to trust them enough to give them money to play the, even just the MMORPG version of this now? I don't know. Q, what do you think? Is, is the, obviously I don't, I don't think you can argue that dropping 247 was the right move. I think it absolutely is, and I, I don't think anybody really disagrees with that, except maybe the hardest of the hardcore super niche group that really liked the 247 Extraction group, uh, which I would imagine is an exceptionally small group. But are Pantheon fans still right to be concerned in some way to addressing the point of, or one of the comments made in the letter of, we know we damaged your trust? I mean, of course they are this is the problem with with kickstarter fund or, or or crowds funded games is 
once they get to a certain point, right? Like they, they come in with this idea. It sounds like a really good idea. And then they start getting the money and the money, you know, exceeds what they asked for, what they, what they budgeted, what they needed for the thing. And they're like, now we can do these other things. And they just start throwing in things that make like that could maybe just be a completely different game <laughs> or something later on. Like, and they just keep going and then they shift gears and they've got to focus over here or you know they're not focusing on the stuff they were originally doing and of course people are some people are still you know arguably upset about the graphic change yeah. which is you know like there you can't you can't tell people this is what we're going to make and then just start changing everything and yeah okay so if we change the graphics that gives the game more longevity well this is true for an mmo you want it to be able to last as long as possible so that's understandable but then you start dumping stuff like 247 on there and you know whatever else and and then go oh well we're going to put a lot of focus onto this thing now which is not the thing that everybody threw the money in for in the first place i mean so and, and and like Troy said, we've we've seen with other kicks like this is why I don't back kickstarted video games of any kind because even with like Tim Schafer and them right when they were doing that first game that turned out to be okay but they had to do stuff like break it into two because they just right. expanded their stuff way too far and all of this and I don't really think I've seen a developer or or we've seen many developers who don't fall into that trap of we could just keep doing more it's like how about you make the game that you said you were going to make and then worry about this other stuff you know, yeah. like i mean obviously the move leads to a lot of questions right and so last night there was a another pantheon q a live stream uh literally i just covered the previous one like whatever 12 days prior where there was a lot of questions about what the hell is this 247 mode. And then fast forward 12 days later, like last night, I'm typing up and I'm like, okay, I'll publish this first thing in the morning because I want to give it a relook in the morning to make sure it's the way I want it. So I'm listening to the whole stream and I'm typing away and everything. So obviously there were questions to be answered. That was handled in large part in a live stream yesterday. And I know, Troy, in the first live stream, I said, you know, I don't know any of the Pantheon team personally. Like, I don't interact with them enough to know. I, Troy and Q and, and I, we all work together so often enough that we could tell by the tone of your voice if something is wrong with you, right? We just have enough experience with each other to know that's not how Troy normally sounds. That's not how Q normally sounds. Something must be bothering one of them. I don't know the Pantheon team like that. But listening to the last stream when 24-7 was being defended... I said they they sounded pretty morose. Like it was it was it was not a cheerful group of people. Uh, they sounded stressed, and I'm sure they were for multitude of reasons, including what was happening publicly as far as the way it was announced. I will say yesterday's stream sounded like a much happier team. Now I'm sure they are still stressed and concerned about various things, and money probably one of them. But they sounded so much better. Like, it sounded like people talking about being passionate about working on a game and, you know, a little bit of a mea culpa. But there are some big concerns. Troy, you pointed out you wanted to get all these different things out of 247. A week and a half later, you're throwing 247 away. 
how are you going to get all those things you wanted to get out of 247, right? The potential for different monetization or enhanced or additional monetization. The potential for a longer-term gameplay loop that will keep players, uh, testers, in an early stage of testing active longer so that you can accrue more data with servers that are now online all the time as opposed to these little bite-sized tests that you were previously doing. How do you get that data? How do you get the potential for more funding if now you're saying, hey, we're going to toss 24-7 aside and go back to the MMO? Well, they did address that. And they said, hey, first off, we are not out of money. Let, let us just reiterate. <laughs> We are not out of money. This is That was never the reason for 247, that we were just totally out of money, and it was like, do or die, we got to make this work and get some money, or we're never finishing the MMO. And they reiterated that again yesterday, uh, last night, saying, you know, we're not out of money, we have money. The point was, if we got additional money, it could accelerate the MMO's development, not save the MMO's development. That was not their intention. And they're still considering other things like maybe an early access subscription fee and, and some other oddball things that they were considering even with 247 on the table. So they still have those things that they're looking at. No final decisions. Testing, they do realize that this, to get the data they want, Troy, they are going to have to shift here. And a lot of the stream focused on if we're going to shift back to the MMORPG as far as the testing, which they are this Saturday, tomorrow. Tonight at 10 p.m., 247, uh, 10, 10 p.m. Pacific, 247 goes offline. Tomorrow morning, Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, the MMO testing servers come online again. That's how quick this is, this is happening. But they also acknowledged there's a lot of shifting and refocusing to actually have that be testable to the point that they get some of the data they wanted. That was, that was always my question about the 24-7 was, you know, what state was the MMORPG in? And was it not, you know, far enough along at this point that you could collect data from it and it'd be playable enough to get data out of it? So to see them make the MMORPG live, uh, December 1st is going to be very interesting when they drop the verbal portion of the NDA. Yep. To hear what those are playing or, or got to do have to say about it. Because I'm very, very curious about, you know, how much MMO is there and what all is going to be available to them. Yeah, good point. They're, the verbal NDA is falling. So you are going to be able to, if you're in alpha testing, talk about not only your current experience, but free game to talk about all of your past experience. So through the art changes and through the updates and, and all of that, you are allowed to talk about that. There will still be an NDA in place for screenshots and uh, video and things like that. So you're not going to see things, but you can hear people's reactions or read them if they write articles. I'm not in there uh, or I absolutely would be writing an article for you uh, on, on my impressions of it, but I've never touched it. They are also looking cute at expanding a little more with content creators where they, they don't exactly have this process figured out yet. Uh, ben, the, the community lead, was talking about this in the stream saying we realize we we do need more content creators videos and and things like that to draw attention to the 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 game so we're thinking about things like you know maybe a site like ours right MMO bomb or an independent contract uh, cre content creator could fill out a little form that just says hey you know what I really like to get access to this I'd like to stream that 
uh, on this day. And so it's very defined on what they're willing to show and they can approve and deny those requests based on what they're willing to, to have streamed. So it looks like, and there are other transparency fronts that they discussed here too. Yeah, you know, we might have to put zones in that they're not 100% complete. They don't have all the points of interest or all the tasks or quests or all the, the bells and whistles. Uh, but we want to get this data, and so we're going to have to put zones in where you go in to do a couple of things, and you might be like, well, yeah, there's not a lot to do here, and that's not the finished product. And I think that's great because it always felt to me like Pantheon was always waiting until something was absolutely finished before they were getting somebody's hands on it, whether it was a class or a zone or or anything like that. And I don't know, just in the smaller development, I don't think that works. And I think Pantheon is realizing that now to the point that they said yesterday, Q, that, hey, we might put in a zone where some assets still have the old art style because we're still in the process of transitioning. But the data is more important now. So they're going to take this like two pass approach is the way that they described it. Put things in in pass one as a baseline. Then in pass two, you know, the finishing touches, the all the NPCs, all the tasks, all the points of interest, the art style change, all of that stuff. And they're going to take that kind of same approach, which with classes and other content, classes are coming at a relatively quick pace here now. Even if they're not totally feature complete, they'll be identity complete enough. Warrior is going to be next. Paladin's already in there. I feel like, Q, this is probably the approach they should have taken a long time ago. <laughs> So the thing is, is, I'm very confused as to what data they were trying to get from 247 when they're making an MMO. Like, so what the, the, specifically, like, two things, like I, but, I can't but, speak to all of them, but I know a couple of things specifically they were looking to get out of 247 that they're going to have to do a, diff a bit differently. Up until now, all of their testing has been, for lack of a better term, more micro testing, right? The server's going to be online for eight hours. We want people to go into this zone that we're going to make live, and we're going to do we're going to take down this raid boss, this thing, this do this particular event, uh, and very very targeted micro testing. Well, what that led to over time was even their you know more hardcore alpha pledges or uh, pre-alpha backers kind of stopped coming. <laughs> <laughs> because they were like, I'm never going to get my hands on this game. I don't want to do this. Yeah, I've checked this out and checked this out. Yeah, I'm not going to go to the test this weekend. I'm going to go hang out with my buddies instead. And because it was very specific timing and stuff, they were getting fewer and fewer participants. So they're getting less usable data as far as what players are enjoying, what things worked, what things broke along the way. And then the biggest thing with 247, again, no inside knowledge, my guess is, having been in the industry for as long as I have, uh, they have almost no server stability testing at any point right now because everything was so micro in time, duration, and number of people that they wanted 247 to be bigger, more accessible, constantly online uh, to test architecture and, and server load and balance and things like that too. I'm sure there's a lot more they were looking for, but those are just two key points. I can definitely tell you they were looking for out of two, four, seven. Okay. So, so taking that into account, I mean, it's just it's, some part of me feels a little bit like with these games, with, with the way game production is done now, 
with Kickstarter and everything and them getting people in, right, and people backing it and being the primary funders of their games and all of this, I think one of the things that's happening is you're seeing stuff that previously we would have never seen before. So they've got this yeah. 247, right? And they're starting out as this is a way to test this, to test our service stability or whatever. I'm not sure how good of a test it will be because MMOs, right? And like MMO server stability and service stability for other modes of gameplay are, can be a bit different. What right what with instances and traveling from one zone to another and uh, like th there's just differences and it makes it different so your server might be stable under certain conditions but not stable under other conditions anyway so i'm not sure how much they're getting out of it but one of the things that happens that we know happens is game developer will be working on a game somewhere along the line they'll get an idea they'll spin off another thing and they'll realize this thing isn't working any, the way we wanted it to, but this other thing that we spun off we think is kind of cool. So we're going to completely switch gears and go over here and do this from now on. And that's how you end up with some of the games that you get, right? But look at Fortnite it, Battle Royale. It, it's, but, but, or, you know, Overwatch. <laughs> Like, yeah. it's it's harder to do that without people looking at you and being like, what are you doing? When you're the people that you were reporting to are the people who eventually want to play your game. Right. And they signed up for this game and not this game versus, oh, well, we're building a game at Blizzard and we're doing, you know, whatever. And then somewhere along the line, it turns into Overwatch and they never actually announced the other game. There was just rumors about it. Yeah. So you end up with Overwatch and everybody's like, cool, Overwatch. Okay, fine. Because they were right? never a part of Titan. Same. Right, they were never a part of what the game was supposed to be. And as far as the testing thing, this micro or like you were talking about them, you know, wanting to complete things and before they go to test them, that's that's the weird that's like a really weird form of testing, I think. Like players do expect beta testers and stuff do expect unless it's kind of like you know beta testing as it is now but if you're doing proper testing we expect there to be stuff that's not complete or weird or whatever like that that's part of the testing thing, right. right it's our job to find that stuff right <laughs> and they're going to test what you tell them to test like i can't say the names of of certain games and things like that but there have been recent tests that i've been in that were uh randomly we'll we'll make this up here we'll say that they were doing like a couple of days and it was a technical thing. Like they were stressing servers, server load, balancing that type of test. Well, when I got asked for feedback by the company, you know, on the test, I gave them technical feedback. And, you know, I had some issues with this or I didn't have some issues with this. This worked really well. I actually like this tech feature. Server balance was this and, you know, ability to connect was this. Uh, and then ironically, I've had one reply to me and say, you know, this is all good, but they were actually, the team wants negative feedback, right? They feel like they, which I thought was great. They were like, you know, if you really like this, that's cool, but we'd like some negative feedback. And and I just told him, I said, I'm not going to give you negative feedback right now on the game proper, the gameplay, the combat, the story, the like that type of stuff. This test was a couple of days. It was specifically aimed at tech. I'm going to give you feedback on tech. 
There's no way I'm going to give you positive or negative feedback on how good your combat system was yet. I'm going to give you feedback on whether it, the damn thing worked, Troy. <laughs> Did the combat system work? <laughs> but I'm not, I had X days to, to, to mess around with it. So it's, people will test what you tell them to test. And Pantheon's been very micro-tested up until this point. We're going to come back to this in the question of the week. And I, I want, even if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't care about Pantheon, I want you to answer the question of the week. Because I don't think it applies just to Pantheon, Troy. I think we see this an awful lot where a game makes a very big decision that is very not well received. And then they immediately backtrack on it. And I just wonder what that does for your your confidence for something you are interested in, whether it's Pantheon or not. Because if you were interested in Pantheon, Troy, I don't think you can walk away going, yeah, I have total confidence that they are going in the right direction now that they've made this change back. I think to their statement, you're absolutely right to probably still be concerned. Maybe you like the change. I do. But there's still concerns there, I think. Troy just nodding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he zoned out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely going to still be concerns going in, and yeah. and I, and I'm not sure that the about face would uh, would address all of those instantly, given the uh, the history of not only what you know Pantheon has done with the 24 seven, but also what other games have tried to do with alternate game mode testing and trying to create alternate game modes as well. Sliding over to Blizz Q, what what's what's coming in World of Warcraft? What's going what's what's going on? What's going on? They're they're adding a brand new, never before seen feature. It's revolutionary to MMOs. I was stunned when I saw it. What's going on in World of War? Oh, look at that, Kasasha! You chimed in at exactly the right second for that comment in chat. What's going on Mike, in World of Warcraft soon, Q? Mike sent this to me yesterday, and he's like, "You <laughs> need to 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 mention like the." And I, I looked at him, and I, you know, read through read through yeah. the, the note he gave <laughs> I me. Totally did. And I sent him a message back, and I was like, "There is no way that the uh, that this time because he gave me a title suggestion." No, no, no. I didn't give you a title suggestion. Yeah, you, you I gave... said I was I said your headline should probably I I sent her a link, but it's a long post about okay, the okay, next patch. So and I said he, your title should probably <laughs> be based on this point here that starts with this sentence so that I could guide her to where I wanted her to look in the update notes. <laughs> and she immediately came back with exactly what I expected to be the headline. <laughs> <laughs> My response was basically um I, I, I don't think I can write this without saying that they're just getting duty support. Yep. <laughs> World of Warcraft gets duty support, baby. Which, I I mean, I, for a lot of people in Final Fantasy XIV, right, they've been building in the duty support there for a while and until all of the dungeons have now been updated and you can play the most of the game by yourself if you want to. You know, take along whatever character you know are pertinent at the time or whatever and they weren't very specific about exactly how this works um it says they can customize their party makeup i don't know if that means that it's going to be like in final fantasy where 
you know, once you reach a certain point, it's like, look, here's all the characters that could possibly go with you on this particular little adventure. And you just pick, you know, you can swap some out and stuff. So you have the, the characters you want with you, or if it's going to be maybe more like with your grand companies where you're actually building that thing out they they weren't really specific about it but it is basically you can go do the dungeons by yourself now and three of your party members can be you know ai which makes life easier in a lot of ways you don't have to worry about sitting in party finder to do a dungeon or you know any of that jazz so yeah it's coming with the seeds of renewal update troy but here's the thing right like more and more we are seeing group content in mmos be made soloable. Like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> As a person who doesn't play Final Fantasy and isn't, you know, doesn't utilize the duty support system, uh, I question the social nature of MMOs just <laughs> going away. Like, they have figured out the that a lot of us don't want to be involved in the social nature of MMOs. Yeah, we just see, want here's to play the, the thing. <laughs> like, if I'm if, if Troy and I are running the endless archive in Elder Scrolls, right? Or Troy, I pop in your Discord and we team up with a couple of your boys that I may not know all that well, but I know them through you, and we run some four person stuff. Like, that's fun and that's fine. And you know, if I'm running it with my guild and stuff like that, but. I will say that if I'm just sitting here alone, I love MMO dungeons. I hate fucking people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm actually a fan of these things, and I've been a fan of these since the days of Ion giving me solo and duo dungeons back in the day. Can you remember when that was like, why are they making solo and duo dungeons? That's stupid. I saw it and I was like, Solo dungeons, because, that's amazing. And I'm like, wait a minute. Some of us are I'm anti-social just, bitches. I, right. I'm just playing you. I'm just playing Zelda at this point, but no, it's an MMO. <laughs> like, no. Some of us are anti-social bitches and we hate you. No, I mean it's it's one of these things, right? Like what I actually like to do, especially because Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy, is now that all new dungeons come with the duty support, is at least play it the first time. Play, like do the duty support the first time because the the characters respond yeah and it the way the narrative goes like you know these random people that end up in a dungeon with you right like uh, okay we have a solution for how we summon the seven other people that come to a trial with us or a raid or whatever like it makes sense we're summoning the other versions of ourselves but just like random people in a dungeon with you that are part of the story up to that point they're just red it makes no sense so in that sense it's nice (laughs) but i mean yeah, it, it, the thing is, is if you still want to go do it with people, you can. I just much prefer not to have to bother with it. <laughs> Q2023. If you still want to go do it with people, you can. Uh, <laughs> quote of the year. <laughs> quote of the year. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, to the point, like uh, Kisasha says in chat, like, I actually kind of want to see where World of Warcraft goes more, a little more of this, like because if I can actually customize the people going with me, which you can, we we don't have full details, but they alluded to being able to customize those those characters a little bit. Um, you know whether that extends to like full orders, and we'll, we'll have to see as it as it gets more revealed. But I'm super happy about it. I love World. I think of what Warcraft would be even. I think what would be even cooler is uh, they're working on that warband thing. Yeah. Like if like the the, uh, the AI thing. you bring with you, or like yeah, if you could bring like your alts with you, that would be so dope. 
I, I would be so down for that. Thing, I, I would run some dungeons with me and my alts. <laughs> one thing Justin and I have been, Justin's complained more about it than I have. Like, But I am a heavy user of duty support. Um, and I've leveled up, you know, when it was still trust, I leveled up all, everybody in the trust and everything. His point is they should make it to where you can like if he and i want to go into a dungeon together but we don't want to fuck around with other people we can just grab a couple of duty support characters to take along with us yeah like that that would be a nice addition then you could go do it with your friend but you still have the duty support characters so you don't end up with a really shitty healer or you know a dps that's just over here fast off i feel like there's got to be a reason in final fantasy 14 that they can't do that because variant dungeons are a totally different thing right they're not baked into the 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 system the way it is now. Like to do just you and Justin going to run something in Final Fantasy, that's a variant dungeon. There's something system wide. Like it's spaghetti architecture in the damn game to begin with. Um, that's still there to this day. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. There was a game, Kasasha. Imagine a Dragon's Dogma type where you can get other people to play with your companions. There was an MMO. That you could take your friends care. Oh, is it PSO? I think it's PSO two, isn't it? It, it? it is. It is PSO two. Yes. Yeah, where you could take your friends' characters if you've exchanged cards. You know, when they were offline, you could take them with you as an AI companion. They they also do that in uh, Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a single player like, game. But you just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you can you you do go do stuff with with people as yeah. well if you want to. <laughs> Nobody in Vision wants to. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is so not true. I get so many people trying to hop into my game all the time and just ignore them. <laughs> They're bots trying to steal your shit. Don't worry. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Hey, uh, Troy. Take your stuff. What's going on with Remedy? Remedy made a, an announcement this week here. Yeah, they're switching from a uh, free-to-play game over to a premium game and changing changing names. They're now going to be known as Kestrel, which is an interesting name for a uh, a premium game. But yeah, their 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 free-to-play PVE shooter is now going premium. Uh, they're reworking the game. They're going to kind of start over a little bit. They're not completely starting over, but they're. Reworking development. Uh, interesting enough, part of the team is now moving on to other things, uh, and part of the team is staying on for this revamped version of Kestrel, of what it's going to be. So it's going to be interesting to see how this shapes up. I'm not going to lie; I totally forgot about this game until they announced this news. Uh, we yeah the the Vanguard game yeah, yeah. the Vanguard version of this. Um, I think it kind of come and went in my mind as yeah, well. It apparent, like I had to look up historical articles to give to Matthew to link it. And I was like, this does sound familiar. And so I'm going through and finding it. And I'm like, ah, here it is from December of 2021. <laughs> Remedy signs deal with Tencent for development and distribution of unnamed PVE free to play shooter. <laughs> there we go. So now it's not free to play. And all is not well in the world of Amazon games. I don't want to spend too much time on layoffs, but I did see this kind of misreported in some places. So for the sake of getting it right, because immediately when you see Amazon games up in profit, laying off 180 employees, you think, oh, God, what's going on with New World? Oh, what's <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> right. As soon as you see that, what's going on with Lost Ark? What's this mean for Throne and Liberty or Blue Protocol or any of the things that are coming down the pike? Some of the other stuff that they're working on. 
this doesn't actually impact those games. It's probably, I hate people getting laid off, but if what they're saying is true, they're doing it to push more of their focus directly into those products, Troy. You know, making sure that they're developing and publishing those types of games. Mm -hmm. This is a, a bit more from the prime side of gaming where these layoffs are impacted. Uh, they're still going to do like the free game thing, but they're going to be stripping a lot of the other prime gaming things back and pushing into their development and publishing houses. So, Troy, I'm sure when you saw the headline, you got a little nervous. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I panicked, pushed the headline. I saw it actually um, early that morning when I woke up, whenever I opened a new tab on my uh, on my phone in Chrome. It, I, I actually get a little news feed, and it was one of the first things up there because Chrome knows everything about me, obviously. Um, <laughs> and all I saw was Amazon. It knows left, when you panicked, sound I panicked, upset. Pushed, yeah, I panic pushed that headline, and I was like, oh, my God, please, please, please. <laughs> don't tell me new world is dying and the more i read it the more i was like and i think what i saw came from CN cnbc initially and uh they they pretty much were like yes this is the prime gaming and you know the that twitch channel the crown channel or whatever they call it um and sort of sort of refocusing more internally on games and looking forward to things like throne and liberty so to publishing that so I was uh, I was uh, quite relieved when once I actually read the article. Yeah, you obviously know, layoffs suck, and we hope everybody lands on their feet from that. Um, but if you were worried about those specific games, these don't impact them. Go ahead, Q. You know what's interesting about that though is not not in the world of gaming, but Prime has been Amazon's been cutting back on Prime related stuff. Like if you have, uh, say. The, the Kindle, right? You used to be able to get magazines on the Kindle, but like a month or so ago, they were just like, and eh, we're not going to distribute magazines on the Kindle anymore. Like, and these are, these are all things that are in like the prime services and all of that jazz. So, I mean, I guess they're just kind of cutting back stuff on prime anyway, probably explains too why net for the last wet year. So we've been more like, you get stuff within two days of ordering in, instead of two days within ordering it two days from whenever we decide to actually ship it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've uh, been a prime member probably about 400 times in my life. Uh, all for 30 days at a time. Uh <laughs> the only reason I have prime at this point was because I wanted it for good omens, which hilariously his stuff sends some new world information. Every time I look at my phone, it's just uh, Neil Gaiman said something that I already read yeah. on his Twitter on his tumblr account like three days ago yeah i'm not gonna lie uh when i finally got around to all right i'm sick of q and my son telling me to watch good omens i'm gonna go can watch good omens but first let me find something on amazon to order <laughs> so, <laughs> like, let me find something to order oh free prime trial hell yeah let's do it all right i'm gonna go watch good omens three days later i was done canceled the prime trial and i'm like here we're good we're good. You keep it for the Twitch sub? Yeah, I can't even keep it for that. I can't even keep it for that. We we use the heck out of Prime at my house. Do you really? uh, yeah. Like I know a lot we, of people we, do. we constantly order stuff off of Amazon. I can't tell you the last time I went to a Walmart and it's because of Amazon. I saw a meme the other day that was like, uh, you know, I'm so glad that at becoming an adult in this era has turned into me wanting to watch a movie and then having to Google every movie I ever want to watch to see which of the seven streaming services I have, it happens to be on for the next 30 days. Yeah. This is so much easier than buying a DVD. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Destiny. Oh, did you? Go ahead. 
uh, on the DVD thing, did you see um, them talking about with Oppenheimer begging people to actually go buy the DVD instead of like what trying to so because of the way streaming now is just like this thing exists and now it no longer does ever again. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a huge physical media guy. Huge physical media. I will get get Oppenheimer on Blu-ray. Uh, Destiny 2 gave a little preview this week for their season of The Wish coming on November 28th. Uh, if you're interested in Destiny and you want to check out the trailer, the little teaser trailer, right? It's not their full reveal. That's coming a little later. But what was interesting for us in this is that it still has the press release on Bungie's site still has the final shape dated for February 27th. So although it's been reported by many outlets, including us, that internal sources are saying that's delayed to like June, they still have not officially said anything yet. So maybe... Possibly February? That the thing's getting fucking Nah, they still got two months to delay that thing officially. <laughs> That's getting delayed. That's getting delayed. Uh, we've also got a new MMO called Avalon by a company called Avalon, uh, headed by <laughs> Jeffrey Butler of EverQuest fame. Uh, now, this and a, a number of other, this is a, a one of those like, hey, there were people from Diablo and Assassin's Creed and World of Warcraft all working on this thing. Jeffrey Butler is the bigger name right there from EverQuest fame. Uh, he's heading the project up. It, it, this one's kind of weird if you want to take a look at it. We've got an article on the site. There's a teaser trailer on the site as well. Um, this is They're actually partnering with uh, Didymo and InWorld AI, which is, are services that uh, claim to be able to help generate uh, meaningful NPCs and unique NPCs utilizing AI technologies. And this one is where they want to put a lot of creation tools in the hands of the players as well. Uh, it's still, I don't know, did you guys like look at this? Because it's still like very vague to me what they're trying to do here. Yeah, I didn't understand completely exactly what was going on here. It's, it sounded like a bunch of buzzwords and we're, we're uh, it almost sounded like a meta world. Yeah. Like a meta game like to me and i don't know how much interest i have in that i just it just depends it was it was really weird in the description of what they were trying to accomplish yeah um finally in this weird news before we hit two things and head over to the weekly bombs Trackmania world championships are coming up congratulations to everybody participating in it we've got the top eight qualifying teams listed on the website in the article on this but sorry tori the chicken in chat uh ubisoft just kind of like ghost announced it I sent this to Troy and I was like, your headline's somewhere down here <laughs> in the, in their press release. I did the same thing to him that I'd done to Q. Your headline has to do with this thing down here. <laughs> um, and they're just like, hey, yeah, 2024 championships. Let's do it. Let's do 2023 championships. Let's do it. P.S. There isn't going to be a 2024 championship Peace. We're out. We're not doing esports anymore. If you guys want to do it, do it yourselves. Like literally. That's basically the way the announcement went. <laughs> That's how it went. Ubisoft piecing out, Troy. Yeah, it's uh it's unfortunately we've come full circle in esports, haven't we? Everybody wanted to do esports, everybody wanted to be an esport. Um it's gonna be the next big thing. Now everybody is dipping out of esports. So Trackmania esports or competitive scene, I should say, to put it more like broadly speaking. Uh, has always had a very, very community-focused or a community-run part to it. But this was, you know, another piece of that. That's going away. It's like now it's all going to be on the community. 
so that uh, Ubisoft can focus on development for the game. You know, the game where they figured out a couple of months ago, we might be giving away too much for free <laughs> after 40 years of having the game out. I know it's not 40 years. Don't email me. <laughs> Don't email me. Uh, G-Star. G-Star. I like G-Star. Um, NCSoft at G-Star dropped a bunch of trailers. A bunch of trailers. Troy, this is one you and I have been looking forward to for a while, at least, you know, kind of interested in. Not a whole lot to be, like, hyped for yet, but you and I do tend to like the the looter shooter slash MMO type things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were interested in the first Ascendant uh, when we played in some beta stuff for that. There's a couple other ones out there. This is LLL, dumbest name ever. Uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> We just uh, don't all right. have Warface. S- second. No, we don't have Warface anymore. <laughs> That's being changed. That's being rebranded. I, I just, I oh, totally I missed forgot. that one. Yeah, because I didn't assign it to you. I signed it to Matt. And when I did, <laughs> I laughed. Um, it's now, it, it, it got worse, if you could believe it. it oh, no. Oh, God. Q hates the name Warface. I, I'll send her Warface articles to do just because I know she hates typing the word Warface. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing ever. It's now called, or it's going to be called, Warface Clutch. Oh my God. Like, it's actually worse. Warface Clutch. Yeah. Anyway, this is Project LLL, uh, which still... Looking at the trailer, the gameplay stuff here. Uh, yes, sign me up. I want to check it out, please. You still with me, Troy? I know they, they're keeping the third person, so your vertigo should be okay. Yeah, it should be uh, a lot better. Yeah, I'm still interested in this. I'll still check it out for sure. I mean, it, it looks fairly decent. Uh, looks like it's got some dynamic gameplay, so I'm definitely interested still. I, I, like, I really wanted Anthem to be there be good right and so i want this to be good i want the first descendant to be good i actually walked away from the first descendant beta going why is the beta over like i want to (laughs) play not that there weren't flaws and i gave that feedback there are definitely flaws but yeah uh what else did they show off oh yeah 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 i mean this was kind of the biggie right q they did some like maple or not maybe uh, blade and soul related stuff but it's not actually Blade and Souls, just in the universe, so we're going to skip that. Uh, but they did show off the new trailer for Throne and Liberty. At the show, as I reported a week or so ago, they are going to be doing... a. a it's pretty focused on PvE. Uh, the players can get in there, run a dungeon, do a raid, that type of stuff. So we, we should see some more out of this and some other things going on today. So Q, if you could keep a lookout on G-Star News for today. Uh, uh the, to these. the throne and liberty thing is tomorrow is it tomorrow i thought it was yeah, the 17th it's... no 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 that's project g and project m oh that that's the ones today and you don't have to do project m obviously that doesn't apply to us but project m arguably project g doesn't either um but yeah we'll see we'll see the throne and, Tra- and liberty trailer looks pretty badass but they've always been nice. Like the trailers have never been this game's problem, right? NCSoft yep. stuff always looks yeah. really nice in in conceptual things. Even like just looking at the still for Project G. Yeah. Right? It is like super pretty. 
Uh, speaking of Project G, a little update there and some video. This is NCSoft's basically, it's kind of a real-time strategy game. So I guess technically you could say it is a multiplayer game, but not really traditionally in the way we would cover it on MMO Bomb, right? You know, we don't cover StarCraft and stuff like that, even though you can go play against your friends. Again, beautiful trailer. They start showing some gameplay a little bit towards the end. I'm kind of jonesing for a good RTS, Troy. I don't know about you. It's been a while. Like, I don't remember the last time I played StarCraft, and I don't want to jump back into StarCraft. But I, yeah. <laughs> I kind of do miss an RTS, I, and I didn't even realize it till I watched this trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because back in the day, that's like the majority of what I played was RTS, <laughs> Command and Conquer and things like that. Oh, um, C&C, baby. Boy, did they so, just totally run that into the ground. Yes, absolutely. Good old EA. Q, you like RTS? I do a bit. Like, it's one of those things that I'll play, but I'm not very good at it. Oh, yeah. I've never been. I mean, I can dominate Demina in these games. Like, when we were, but you, I mean, when we were dating, it just wasn't even close. Like, but that's probably, <laughs> like, one of the only people I can beat in the world on these games. <laughs> But it wasn't even close. Dial up too, man. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I remember year years ago. Um, I went to this uh like IPFW in Indiana, mm. which is a combination of Purdue University and Indiana University. Like they they just kind of dropped a college together in Fort Wayne, <laughs> and it's they, a very they were like, sure, why not? Here, have a college. Well, and and depending on what you took, that determined which college you were actually part of. But they had in the student union this computer, the this computer lab, right? And in most colleges, computer labs are designated for you going and typing up your papers and stuff like that. They right. had four rows dedicated just to land gaming. That's pretty like, awesome. They had they had a Macintosh section on one side, and then in the back there were four rows dedicated to land gaming. And it was so funny. Um, I worked in the student union helping with human or with uh student life services stuff basically the clubs and that jazz and i remember somebody talking about our school and saying yeah you just can't piss off the gays the geeks and the granolas there you go there you go <laughs> because that's what our school was so there were like you literally nobody touched those four rows other than the dude bros who were back there playing I don't even remember what it was they were playing, but it probably oh, was an RTS. Chirac, Age of Empires 2, still king. Yeah, I always <laughs> love the Age of Empires series. I'm amazed I'm not into Total War, but I, I never got into Total War. And I know right now that that house is burning down, too, uh, on the Total War side of things. But And I know that's like Jason Winter loves the Total War series. He, he's been away from it for a little bit lately, but I never got into Total I I like... You know the world, the the Warcrafts, the Starcrafts, like the sci-fi or the fantasy stuff. Um, then you think I would have liked like Warhammer Total War, but nope. I like I never got into. It. I own it. I never got into it. Then I watch this Troy, and I'm like, man, why am I not playing more RTS games? <laughs> I only because own they don't look like this. <laughs> it does look great. Yeah, Warhammer Total War. I thought was going to be my return to. I thought. RTS. I thought so too. And it just, uh, I don't know what happened. It's not it great. Didn't turn out. It's not great. It's not great. And then there's Project M. Uh, this one, yeah, definitely you're not going to see any more coverage besides us doing a wrap-up of NCSoft uh, at G-Star. But <coughs> it does look neat, and I like stuff like this, so I'm bringing it to you if you want to check it out. This is kind of like an interactive movie. 
that's that's what they're going for here. A very interactive movie. So you just saw like kind of the quick time events, you know, think like uh, Until Dawn uh, and stuff like that. It actually looks like a, a little more like Quantum Break and Detroit Become Human and stuff like that. But there's some, some stuff there. If you like this type of stuff, Project M, keep an eye on it. Troy, before we head over and do the weekly bombs, I wanted to give you a chance to give us a New World update. It's been a while, been a while since we've talked New World. And how are the numbers since the uh, the update? Oh, I know the there's numbers. been I know there's been issues. You were unhappy about some stuff. Other players were unhappy about some things. I know there's been bugs with people getting banned for taking 150 people into a dungeon, uh, just everybody <laughs> looting things. Like, as we, you know, they just talked about season four's Eternal Frost storyline in the latest, like, trailer. Um, actually, we have the wrong trailer in this. <laughs> we have the Eve trailer in this New World article. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and oh, fix yeah, that while sure you're is, talking. How? <laughs> I don't know how we did that, but... So what? what is... You know what's going on with New World? Is 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 stuff good? Is stuff bad? The Turkey updates, like, give us the lowdown. Uh, I think we're reaching to the point where the 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 newness of the expansion is is finally wearing off. Uh, because what we've kind of got boiled down to is artifact chase uh, for the for the new artifact items, and for the most part, we've run through all the mutations at this point. Uh, they've all been cycled through. So unless you've been extremely unlucky, which I know there are some folks who have been extremely unlucky, um, then you've got all the artifacts and you've got everything that you were chasing. And and now you're just maybe trying to finish up, uh, you know, the questing and stuff like that to actually fully unlock the artifacts. So now the, is a really good time for some story content and, and a new expedition and some and some new actual content instead of just chasing artifacts. Now there are more artifacts coming in season four update, so there are going to be more things to chase after you're done with the uh, the story content. But it's the 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 expansion. It was it was good. The story part of the expansion was good, but it just didn't last very long. And then you had the artifact, you know, the artifact chase there for a while to keep everybody occupied. But uh, I've been taking a break for about the past week because I've got all the artifacts that I wanted to get my hands on for sure. And, you know, we're already cycling back to the, some of the mutations to, for those who didn't get them the first time around. So I'm definitely ready for some new story content and to jump in and do some questing and things like that. So I could see some player retention definitely going down at this point. Uh, because, like I said, I've been on a break for about the past week. Now I am going to jump in and do a little bit of, of uh, good old Turkulon and uh, fight the giant turkey uh, to try to get some drops and stuff that I didn't get last year. But... But other than that, I'm just kind of waiting on the new content to drop. You know, I, I, I got to ask you, like the bugs that were letting massive groups into dungeons, which was basic, was super loot farming, right? Because every yeah. single person could get their personal loot and all that jazz. Uh, it looked fun. Like I, I, I've watched videos of like 40 people running through this thing. And I'm like, that's meant for whatever, five, six, four, whatever it is in, in new world. And I'm like, man, that looks fun. You know, um, they should make MMO PVE content. That's large scale optional like that. Like 
I don't know what you'd call it, but like a bunch of people could go in and raid something and like maybe they should consider that. Maybe because it looked stupid fun. I mean, they can they can pretend like they're Blizzard and pretend like they're inventing something that's completely unique and and, and interesting, and and call it something like a uh, like an incursion or you know a, an Sasha invasion. Sasha calls it dungeon or, pillaging. Yeah, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it to make sure that it's uh, completely your unique idea. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people calling for the, the we've we've got the sandworm, but it's just a one boss arena. Yeah. So there's a lot of people calling for raids and, and a lot of people pointing to everybody jumping into the expeditions in groups of 20, 30, 40 uh, as a call to arms uh, for Amazon to realize that that's the type of content that people want. It is so funny watching this. I, I just still to this day, Troy, I remember the very first time we got our hands on New World. You weren't even like officially working at MMO Bomb yet. Um but you, you appeared on the cast occasionally as a guest host and stuff all mm -hmm. those years back when it was first showed off. Was was it E3? I think maybe. Um, and they showed that trailer with the, you know, the mask and everything. And then a few months later, I get my hands on it and it's a, you know, fucking survival game. And I just can't care. I couldn't possibly care less uh, at that point. And I'm like, well, you know, it's another survival game. You know, maybe they'll do really well. Uh, with it and then you fast forward all this time later and it's like it went from survival game to pvp focused mmo rpg to okay fine pve focused but we're still gonna do some <laughs> pvp occasionally to when's raiding coming like it just it yep. went the whole gamut across the, the spectrum there yeah it's, it's kind of like the elder scrolls online a little bit because if you remember yeah. way back when it launched, it was it had an identity crisis as well. It couldn't make up its mind whether it would be online Skyrim or a true MMO. So uh, to see it develop over the years and the direction that it goes and what the player base really wants out of it, uh, it's interesting, you know, given what the original concept of the game was. It's funny because every time like I see an MMO these days, Q, that advertises, hey, we're going to be the hardcore PvP MMO. And I'm like, hey, you're going to be out of business. Like, yep. people think... <laughs> People think, and there, there is, I'm not discounting that there is an audience for that. There absolutely is. But if you're going to make a game specifically catered to that audience, you need to do it on the cheap something fierce and still attract that audience without being too cheap and broken. Because it's just not, there's, it's a very vocal minority that want like hardcore mm -hmm. full loot rules, PVP and stuff like that. And then even the people that really like it, when they get their hands on it, they're like, mm, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. It's one of those things, right? Like you're looking at what you used to do. All of us as gamers look at the way we used to play back in the day, right? Yeah. Like the time that I spent 35 hours without sleep just to get through a game, right? But we also reach a point where we're like, mm, can't do that anymore. Really would love to but can't so probably this other thing that seems to be very popular because there's a whole bunch of people in the same situation yeah. is probably the way to go yeah i mean tori the chicken saying in chat they could just play a regular moba hero shooter or something like that instead uh, yeah i always was like why does it have to be in the context of an mmo yeah. like if all you want to do is fight other players and loot their shit why does it have to be a full-blown mmo to do that you're just like exploding your costs for relatively but, unnecessary reasons 
because like I said, it's that whole thing of yeah. looking at what we did before. And a lot of these game developers, right? That's where they started out. That that's the kind of thing they got famous for doing or whatever. They wanted to they want to bring it back because yeah. it meant so much to them or whatever it is. But the truth is, even the players who are like, this is what I absolutely want, it's not what they actually want. Yep. It's Cal saying there's like six of those players, Troy and five others. Troy Troy isn't a hardcore MMO PvP no, I'm guy. Not a, he's a yeah. sandbox MMO guy. Yeah. He'll do his PvP, but he likes sandbox MMOs. Yeah. If I want a hardcore PvP, I go play MOBAs or Warhaven or something like that. Dude, That's you where are I do my still PvP addicted at. to Warhaven. Um, it's still on my computer. I still play it. Let's slide over and do the weekly bombs. You know, I'm going to give a dub bomb here to uh, Red the Redfall team. You know, they're just that plucky group. They're just plugging away, giving it the old college try still. New update yesterday adds a high-end sniper rifle with some UV mechanics and another patch of fixes and improvements. Do I think they're going to get the time to make the comeback that they've publicly said they would like to make? No, I don't think you're going to get that time. But, you know, I got to give them a dub bomb. They're going for it anyway at Redfall, at least so far. So that scrappy group of Redfall team, you got a dub bomb from me. Thumbs up. <laughs> Go ahead, Q. The uh, bomb for only having to wait one more week for the new Doctor Who stuff. Oh yeah, that is that is upon us. That is upon it, us. It is actually today is the children in need special. So, I'm waiting for Twitter to tell me where to find it. <laughs> Go ahead, Troy. Uh, dub bomb to Warhaven because Mike wants to roll He's his eyes. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the game. I'm just not. It's not going to be one that I sit there and play the way you do. I want Mike to go blind from rolling his eyes into the back of his head. So yeah, no bomb to Warhaven. Pass out. Kisasha says to bomb for good vampire survivor clones, cheap and fun. True. Uh, Takao saying a bomb to ad block developers. You can block every single ad on YouTube, but not a single one on Twitch. I'm going to need you all to get off your ass and get to work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from the viewers on YouTube uh, or on MMO Bomb, remember, please, engagement-wise, obviously, it certainly helps. Uh, if you go to MMO Bomb, hey, it pays the bills. So it's all good on this front. Help us out, but it's an important part of the show. That's the most important thing. Get your weekly bombs in the comments and your question of the week in the answers in the comments so I can bring them to the next show, which will not be next Friday. We'll be back two Fridays from now, December 1st. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. From the viewers, Tori the Chicken says, A-bomb to Ubisoft and Ubisoft Nadeo. They're stopping their Trackmania esports kind of out of the blue after, kinda, uh, after a seemingly successful year. They're letting the community members take over and will try, still try to sponsor or be involved, but it's a big shock to the players, especially the ones who played for spots in the higher league. Still hopeful for the plans that the community has made for 2024. I really love Trackmania esports. Yeah, I mean, kinda. They were like, good luck, top eight. We're going to go. Uh, there's a Starbucks across the street. <laughs> go ahead, Q. 
Misfit Rain, I missed the question of the week last week, but saying it here now, about the day before, that game was like Sam Bankman Friday. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Mike, you don't have anything to watch till Thanksgiving? Well, on the 17th, the Godzilla series comes out on Apple. Can't wait. Yeah, I know. A lot of people are super happy about that. That's today, so enjoy that. I was never a Godzilla dude. Never. What? Yeah, I just never. I never. What's funny is my mother is always has been like mm. Godzilla freak. No, it was never for me. Never for me. I mean, Shame. I could watch a good kaiju fight, but I've never watched a full Godzilla movie from start to end. Even the wow. bad newer ones. Yeah. I've watched like a kaiju battle. That's cool. Like I'll watch Godzilla and Mothra go at it real quick, but I just don't want to sit there and watch the whole movie. Go ahead, Troy. Uh, Ninja Panda says, A-bomb to the weather. It's too freaking cold. It is. It is. Question of the week. Yeah. This uh, last week, I gave you two because I know some people just don't care about Blizzard or their product. So I wanted to give a people to, that don't care on that front a chance to chime in. So I said, did BlizzCon do what it needed to do for the BlizzCon and Blizzard fans? And if you're just totally not a Blizzard person at all, you can let us know if you think Wayfinder survives, why or why not. Now, Wayfinder has, by the way, started the migration for taking over everything to themselves, which means there are some things offline right now. Uh, namely, they're having a hard time getting updated stuff to the console, the PlayStation version, because apparently they don't have the full rights to the account on that front yet. So pay attention to their Twitter if you're looking for that. And account linking between PC and PlayStation 5 is offline right now as well. So you're going to want to watch Wayfinder's Twitter uh, as this transition completes. But Nuno Silva says, for context, I've played WoW since 2006. BlizzCon was an A for me. For short, to the point, it was short to the point, and I really like to see the WoW story being the focus and not some random feature that no one will care about. Classic was also great. I think it's time to be a. Uh, it's a great time to be a WoW player, especially after BFA slash the uh, Shadowlands period. I, I'm kind of with you, Nuno. Like uh, I feel like there's reason to be optimistic again for a little while at least. Go ahead, Q. Brian. Only part of BlizzCon I was much interested in was Warcraft. Excited about the updates and went over and really exciting to see Chris Metzen and all the story stuff he talked about. All the classic stuff sounded great as well. I actually resubbed and downloaded the game again after taking a year off. All right. Seems to be on a good front so far. Go ahead, Troy. Yeah. Uh, Corey V says, I called Wayfinder being dead, dead on arrival back when I tried one of their early tests. After playing it, just thought it was meh. The game feels like a mobile game that became a console PC game. There's very little content in the game. There's almost no in-game content. It's just way too generic for it to catch on. There isn't many classes to pick from, and the ones you can, there's so little variety of spells that it's just boring. I wanted to like the game, but there are just better free games out there. Yeah. Troy and I kind of felt the same. Like, we didn't say, yeah. hey, it's going to die, but we were like, it, this definitely needs more on just about every front that, Corey, you mentioned there. So when I posed this, when I tweeted out the episode, I posed the question of the week a little differently there just to, like, try and tag a couple of the things that were in the show, right? And so I said, did at, Blizz, at Blizzard deliver at hashtag BlizzCon 2023? Is at PlayWayFinder uh, in trouble? Will Ghostcrawler and Fantastic Pixel Castle be able to deliver on their ideas? 
Now that portion was not actually part of the question of the week. <laughs> But Ghostcrawler did chime in <laughs> to let me know. And so I promised I would bring his answer, uh, what he had to say to the show today. Uh, so in that last portion, can Ghostcrawler and his team at Fantastic Pixel Castle deliver on some of their ideas? Ghostcrawler chiming in saying, I can answer one of those questions. <laughs> so... We'll leave it to you to decide which one he was answering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and we're probably going to talk to Ghostcrawler. We're going to let some time go by, right? Next year, we'll talk to Ghostcrawler and, and do some interview stuff with them, too. So it should be a good time. Good time. Uh, thank you, Ghostcrawler, for chiming in. It's always good to talk to you. Go ahead, Q. Teehee. <laughs> Um, no one cares about three expansion stories. Story is not why people play WoW. People are more hyped for about classic plus plus. Yeah, well, they they kind of I was kind of disappointed the way they danced around the whole classic plus plus. Like we're getting some kind of plusy things, but they didn't want to like call it a plus or a plus plus. I don't think I don't think it's fair to say that nobody cares about WoW story. I think that's like one of the biggest gripes in a lot of the recent expansions is that the story just feels disjointed or half-assed uh but yeah i can't deny you're absolutely right to there are, there's a lot of hype around classic quote unquote plus even though they won't call it that and i'm one of them uh go ahead troy squiz oc wayfinder is toast at the moment lost their publisher player counts are dismal at best game was a blast at launch when it worked and then there was no one left to play with hope they find a way to bring people back Hey, what's your guess on the Steam charts right now for it? And again, remember that Wayfinder is available on the PlayStation, so this doesn't represent the entire fan base, but it does represent the PC fan base. How many people do you think are playing right now? Six minutes ago, technically, Troy. 858. 858. Q, Price is Right this. Who gets it right without going over? How many do you think are playing? Um, uh, I'm going to give you a hint. It'd be really smart if you said $1. <laughs> I, I was actually thinking like 500 and something so if you say 500 or something you are both over oh wow, wow. 435 jeez that's why i said it'd be really smart if you said one dollar <laughs> Uh, question of the week this week. Now, remember, even if you don't care about Pantheon, I want you chiming in, letting us know if a game you were following did this stuff. What would you think? Has Pantheon, for you Pantheon fans, has Pantheon done the right thing with the 24-7 about face? Like, just dropping it. Why or why not? And are you still concerned? Now, if you don't care about Pantheon, I want you to think about a game that you've played in the past or did some similar stuff in the past and let us know if moves like this do shake your confidence in an upcoming game you're looking forward to or something you're following when you see these abrupt about about faces when there's player backlash about something. Let us know in the comments below. Don't forget your weekly bombs. Dub bomb for something good. A bomb for something bad in the world of gaming or just life in general. Until December 1st, Troy, where can everybody find you? I am on the socials at Noobfridge. Q? Uh, on Twitter at Quentland. 
I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at MMOBomb so that you can know every time we're going live with a podcast, a stream, uh, inter- interview, first look video, giveaways, articles, and more. Happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. Stay safe. See you on the servers.